we had a whole episode about Scott's fatness. Uh, and this is an update to the fatness because uh, I decided to take a different route to losing the weight than I had in the past. So we had Thunder Jalili on. And in order to lose the 15 pounds, I normally would put myself in a calorie deficit. I would figure out what my base metabolic rate is. And this gets a little complicated, but your base metabolic rate is basically the amount of calories your body would burn just to survive. And you eat less than that and you do some exercising and that puts you in a deficit, which then would encourage your body theoretically to burn fat. Uh, Thunder told me not to do that. Right. Which, which is totally different. Um, so this is a little update on what's going on. You're listening to who cares about men's health, providing inspiration, information, and a different interpretation on men and men's health. We've got a good crew here today. It's the core crew, as I like to call it, the MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Hey, Scott, I'm part of the core and I'm proud of it. All right. And uh, my name is Scott Singpill and we've got producer Mitch over here. He brings the microphones and so much more. So much more. Hoorah. <laughs> it's just got promoted. I know. It's got a promotion. I love it. Yeah. Core. I'm in the core. You're so in the core. Thunder, yeah. Thunder encouraged me to um, just stop eating the stuff that got me there, which was Reese's peanut butter cups and probably <laughs> drinking too much beer. Yeah. Uh, to go back to time restricted eating, which is this concept that you stop eating for a prolonged period of time. It could be 10, 12 hours, whatever. Uh, so, you know, you might stop eating at six o'clock at night, and not eat until six o'clock the next morning and, you know, get some activity. And, and remember, remember that, you know, I had a fun time and it took me a while to get to where I was and mm-hmm. it might take me a little while to get back. So I've got a little update. I'm down five pounds. So okay. I've gotten rid of, hmm. yeah, I've gotten rid of five of the 15. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see if this continues. The, the win for me was uh, I went on a week long vacation and uh, I did, I just didn't eat sweets. Wow. Um, but, you know, you can't, you can't necessarily control what you eat as well when you're on vacation. Sure. And when I came back, I was at the same spot. So that makes, that makes me happy. Oh, so that was the win. Okay. I was going to say you lost weight on vacation, but you're just saying you were able to maintain. I was able to maintain and not, I didn't think about it too much and I didn't probably have as much activity you, as I would. Did you road trip? Yeah. Do you not get like fun snacks every normally, time you fill out the gas? Normally, yes. Okay. This not trip, this time, no. 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 Okay. All right. Uh, the, it doesn't, the snack- sound like a, doesn't sound like a fun road trip. That's well, no. <laughs> like that's a part of it. Yeah. Well, so we did have <laughs> snacks and I mean, it was like Triscuits and cheese and it was trail mix, but not with uh, chocolate in it. So it was right. a lot of nuts and some dried fruit. Okay. So right. kind of healthier stuff, I guess. Sure. Mm. Yeah, you, Mitch does not no, look enthused. No, that's about that's that's I'm about to go on a road trip myself and like highlight day one, going and filling the tires, topping off the gas station at the gas station, getting a big old sack. That's right. Of every bit of junk food. So, well, I mean, I maybe guess I won't do it this time. Well, no, I think I think I think every once in a while you might be able to do that, right? I mean, if you're in a position. Yeah. It just kind of worked out for me that way. So okay, anyway, um, down five pounds. Um, I'm a little. I've been doing some reading and I'm a little, I'm a little scared because I'm afraid that five pounds is just kind of that five easy pounds, right? Hmm. Like, you know, just maybe some water weight, some salt weight. I, I don't know. So I started doing some reading because I was interested in this base metabolic rate and the different exercise levels. So, you know, you got your base metabolic, which is your body. If you just sat around, did nothing, this is how many calories you, your body needs to function. And then you've got some of these other levels, right? You've got um, sedentary. Sedentary. That's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. What is sedentary, do you think? Like, and that bumps you up a couple. You, can, you, get to eat, you get to eat a couple hundred more calories if you're sedentary. 
What do you think that is? That means, yeah, I mean, you're you're not you're a couch potato. That's the, those those are couch potato calories. Those are just like beyond uh, like just lifting your arm to like you know use the remote and turn on the tv and reach for your soda <laughs> those are your <laughs> that, that's sedentary this is i think where some people might run into problems that's not the case sedentary sedentary according to a couple places i looked includes activities of daily living so doing the kinds of things like going out and raking the vacuuming mm-hmm. um and even they included walking the dog no, I I think of sedentary as like yeah, someone who's yeah. sedentary. In my opinion, in in medical terms, in my my practice, if I describe someone as sedentary, they're not walking a dog. They're able to take care of themselves, so they're getting up, like walking to the kitchen and walking to the restroom, but they're not doing a whole lot beyond yeah. that. I don't I don't see them as out raking leaves and walking dogs. I don't know. So- I'm, yeah, I think that's where this problem is. I think the problem could be as an individual that you're trying to figure out what your activity level is so you can go, you know, this is how much I should be eating. Well, I'm not sedentary because I go out and I do stuff like I, I clean the house, I, I rake leaves, I mow the lawn. In the definitions I've seen, all those things are included in sedentary. Kind of the difference is that you do not do 30 minutes of intentional exercise a day. So that's the next step up. So to that's not be sedentary, you have to do 30 minutes of intentional exercise a yep. day. And, that, and that's called low active. No. And low active is low daily active is 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. Low active is exercise equal to walking 30 minutes at four miles an hour, which burns anywhere from 135 to 165 calories for the average weight person. Four miles an hour is a pretty brisk walk. That is an incredibly yeah. brisk walk. I have long legs and I can walk fast. I'm probably doing <laughs> three, seven, three, eight max. So that, that That's seemed fast. a little weird. I don't know who made the scale up. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, it is the FDA and the NCBI. Care <laughs> the, uh, wow. as the front for public health. It was published back in 2018 when they decided that this is what sedentary meant. So this is all going someplace that hopefully will be helpful um, to listeners and also is going to inform my thinking. And I wanted to throw this out to you guys. So then the difference between low active to active is it's kind of the same, you know, your daily activities of living, except for you're doing an hour and 45 minutes of intentional exercise. So that's walking a at day? four miles an hour. Yeah. A day. A day. <laughs> <laughs> and then very active is daily exercise, walking four hours and 15 minutes at four miles an hour. Or you could jog for two hours a day, and that built burns anywhere from eleven hundred to fourteen hundred calories. <laughs> this is an interesting scale. I yeah, it okay. is because I mean, think about the individuals we've had on the show in the past who have struggled with losing weight, right? Like we're saying, well, if you get out and get that thirty minutes of activity, that should be pretty good. But I'm starting to kind of wonder if that thirty minutes is good for your cardiovascular health. It's good for your health in general. But if you're trying to lose some weight, you're going to have to go beyond that. See, the problem with this scale, though, is there are just so many studies that show if you can just do 30 minutes of activity three times a week, there are very clear health benefits from it, where this scale is implying that those people are just low active. And even they're they're less than low active. I'm going to say there's a differentiation. There's a fine differentiation here. 30 30 minutes. minutes a day has health benefits for cardiovascular and and those other things. But if you're trying to lose body mass, fat, you need to do more. 
but do you think that's sustainable? Like I'm, we're talking 30 minutes of brisk walking at four miles an hour every day. Like I, yeah. I don't know for the average person, it's, I feel like you have to have a routine that's sustainable for you. And on the activity side, it sounds like they're recommending high activity where I'm sure you could balance that with just some decreased caloric intake or adjustment in your, you know, whatever your dietary intake is. And you're going to accomplish the same thing. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm yeah. trying to figure out where they're going with this just because that activity level they're, you know, putting for active and very active is, is really active. Like I feel, yeah, you is. know, and I, maybe I'm kind of taking a little bit personally here cause I feel like I'm pretty active. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty active, but I'm not meeting their definition of very active. Like I get, yeah. I mean, maybe over the course of a week, if you added it all up, I would meet that definition. But over the course of a week, I get about 11 hours, 10 to 11 hours of, mm. I, I don't, I don't want to call it jogging because I don't want to be called a jogger, but, uh, it's running, but still it's, yeah, that's, that's really active what they're getting at there. Two hours a day of, of what they're describing as jogging. Like, well, oh. again, but this is just like how you do your calculations. So when you like look up base metabolic rates and things like that and try to get your yeah. diet, yeah, and you're adding and you're trying to figure out how many calories yeah. you need to sustain. But it could also yeah. be used for how many calories can I eat and then what do I have to do to 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 yeah. put myself in a bit of a caloric deficit so I can lose yeah. that weight. So um, maybe that's was, the flip side, just saying if you really want to eat this many calories, you're going to have to exercise a ton. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. Well, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, there was a Time Magazine article, and I need to send this to you because they quote a lot of research. And this is the next part of my thinking because this was the next thing that I read. So there's many studies, they cited many studies that exercising at a moderate level for 30 minutes, which is good for health, results, according to these studies, in little weight loss. Hmm. So it's good for maintaining, but for losing, it's not. And then they cited some other studies, a combination of diet and exercise generated no greater weight loss than diet alone after six months. Interesting. At 12 months, the diet and exercise combo showed an advantage, but it was slight, about four pounds on average. So... In this, the conclusion that they came to based on the research, and there's another study, it said exercise results in weight loss when four to 500 calories are burned per session at least five times a week. So I see what you're getting at here, Scott. What you're saying is if you, don't, if you want to lose weight, don't focus on exercise, focus on diet. There are clear health benefits from exercise, but it's not going well, to accomplish the weight loss you need. Yeah, exercise yeah. is not going to accomplish the weight loss you need. Right. Diet and exercise, but then beyond that, you have to put in a certain amount of exercise, which they're saying is something that can burn four to 500 calories per session, five times a week, which they equated 90 minutes of brisk walking or 30 minutes of running eight minute miles. Yeah. I mean, four to 500 calories, that's a lot, right? 90 minutes of brisk walking. Yeah. Or if you get on a cardio machine and you're not pushing yourself super hard, 90 minutes, that's a lot. It is a lot. Right. And how many Absolutely. calories are in just like a large soda? Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, you, get one of, you get one of those. Yeah, you get a, a large soda for your road trip. And right there, you're, you're 400 calories. Uh, uh, I'm, this is something that I'm really excited. We have a guest coming on in a couple of weeks um, who is part of the weight management program here at the U. And she was talking a lot about in, the, in our little pre-interview. She was like, yeah, diet or losing weight is a lot more than just diet and exercise. And I'm excited to kind of talk to her about all this. Yeah. Mm. So for some people, diet and exercise might work, but there are some people that it does not work. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's going to hopefully tell us some of the things that could happen or some of the things that could be going on that could pre be preventing somebody from losing. 
But I, I just feel like there's a huge disconnect in, in the information that I, I've received. And again, you know what? There's a lot of studies out there and, and who knows. But if in order to get some weight loss, I have to be doing four to 500 calories burn per you know, session, that's a lot more than what I'm currently doing. So yeah. maybe that's where my frustration is that I'm not losing, you know, in the past, haven't lost weight or where other people have frustration. So I, I feel like that needs to get figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, again, it just seems like, it, you know, like you said, Mitch, maybe we'll have someone on here who talks about all the other factors besides diet and exercise. But my takeaway from this is that you can't just sweat off the calories. You got to focus on the caloric intake if you really want to lose weight. Yeah. You got to focus on both. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to do both, but it's going to come down a lot to caloric intake. You can't just say, I'm going to burn it off by going out and walking the dog or something. It's it's a lot of exercise to burn off four to 500 calories. Yeah. Cause like you said, right? Like what's an average soda have, um, you know, and if you are doing 30 minutes, according to the scale, which is low active, that burns 135 to 165 calories. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a soda is probably what, 220? Uh-huh. I'm guessing. Uh, it's 180, 180 per 12 ounces. That's 180 for 12, 12 ounces. ounces. So, yeah. If you get like a, a big gulp. Yeah. So you can either walk <laughs> yeah. for 30 minutes at four miles an hour to burn <laughs> that or just not drink that. Right. So that really kind of shows the importance of watching some of that stuff. Right. So anyway, here's what I, uh, here's what I'm thinking. I don't know. And again, it comes back to sustainability on a couple of levels. One time, I don't have 90 minutes a day Two, um, <laughs> I'm not in that great of shape anymore. Oh no. And I don't know if I could sustain, you know, five sessions of four to 500 calorie burning, you know, and, 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 and not be completely drained, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I, I don't know, like part of me wants to try to start to burn some more calories so I can get, cause here's the deal on the road trip this time, instead of the punishment pants, I just sat and played with my fat to remind myself <laughs> to how miserable it is. Like, so you were just, is this as you're driving, you're just like holding your fat rolls and like kind of bouncing them and jiggling them yeah, or what? Exactly. what are you doing you drive with one hand and you kind of bounce it and you kind of grab yeah, it for the listeners he's, he's like cupping <laughs> cupping like underneath his lower abdomen and kind of making a flicking <laughs> squishing motion <laughs> and i'm so glad i'm back in studio yeah <laughs> so, so i want so, I, yeah that's i want not to, i want not to have to do that anymore <laughs> So is this what you did just to keep yourself from going in every gas station and getting <laughs> yeah, like right. a, a large soda and yeah, like a big thing of candy or something? Top of mind, man. Top of mind, you know? Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know what to do with this information uh, other than to say um, it's it, it was kind of eye-opening to me, the amount of activity that it kind of takes to to burn fat. Like there are two things. There's the amount of activity that takes to be healthy and have you know, reduce the risk of disease. But if you're trying to get rid of body fat, that number has got to go up quite a bit. And then, you know, once you get rid of it, maybe you do your daily exercise goes down again because maintaining is easy. I don't know. But anyway. No, it's no, I, I totally get it now. At first, I just thought, wow, where is this going? But I, I get the point of it that you have to exercise a lot to burn calories. I mean, that, that's, that's the simple reality. You've got your basal metabolic rate and that burns quite a few calories. It's the thing that keeps you alive. But then beyond that, it's not like you can tell yourself, Hey, I just went and did a brisk walk with the dog for 30 minutes and I'm going to reward myself now for that exercise by 
yeah, having right, a soda yeah. or taking in some extra calories. It's like, yeah, you did not burn that many calories. Yeah. Even if you don't take in those extra calories, you know, you're probably not going to be losing much fat from just walking the dog. Yeah. It takes a lot to, to burn. Yeah, it really does. So that's, that's my update. Those are the things I'm kind of struggling with. I'm trying to figure out. So I'll, I'll keep you up to date. Um, Mitch, you have an update well, too. I was going to say I, though, Scott, you made progress because it, I thought that was the best point. I mean, Thunder made a lot of great points, but the one that really, I think really made sense is it takes you a long time to put that weight on. Think how long it took. It's not going to come off in a month. It's a process. So you're yep. a month out from that discussion with Thunder and you've already lost a third of the weight. That's great. Yep. Yeah. We'll see if that keeps going down. Uh, Mitch brought up that he felt like he had a different situation that mm-hmm. he has struggled uh, his whole life to try to lose that extra pounds. But what's your update? Uh, so I was weighing around 230 a little over a month ago, and uh, I am just under 210 pounds as of this morning. Whoa. So in a month, I've lost over 20 pounds. Um, wow. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. You've lost almost 10% of your body weight. You you want to ask him? Yeah, you want to ask him what he's done, Troy? Do you have any guesses? What what <laughs> differences? <laughs> like like this is for you, Mitch. This guess. is you, this is crazy. Operating or what? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing nothing but eating red meat and sunlight. So no. <laughs> eating red meat and sunlight. So you just get excited and yeah. open your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Any any other guesses as to why? Because like Mitch said, this is just kind of unheard of that it would be this easy. Uh, wow. I, I'm trying to think what you could have done. I'm, I'm guessing you went back to time restricted eating. I'm sure that was part of it. I was doing that before. So you were doing it before. That's right. You were Mm -hmm. doing it before and you had already really focused on cutting down on sodas and sweets and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. He was doing all the right things, remember? Mm -hmm. And then he's just getting frustrated because it wasn't happening. Yeah. I know you were talking more about the carbs. Have you focused more on carbs? I'm I'm eating the same I've I've always ate. Ah, uh, did you get a different scale? Like <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> scale makes me look great. The best uh, way to lose weight is get that little dial underneath yep. the scale and calibrate yeah. it differently. Just a change yeah. the dial. Uh, wow, you I I really want to figure out how you've done this. Um, are you exercising more? I know you were trying to exercise. You're already doing some exercising. I mean, I'm doing, doing it more? maybe once more a week. Once okay. more than I used to, but no, not really. Okay. You got it. Yeah. Cause this is huge. You've lost almost 10% of your body weight in a month. Like, and you were struggling before and you were doing everything right. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. What have you done? So I got my hormones figured out. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I spoke. Right. So I've been working with uh, Dr. John Smith and he identified that I had really low testosterone. Wow. And now that the hormones are, I've been three, four weeks on, on this medication that we'll probably talk about in a future episode that, you know, just helps up my testosterone a little bit. And I'm suddenly, I have tons more energy and I'm losing weight like crazy. And it's just like, I haven't changed anything. I've been working out the same I've always been and struggled. I'm eating the same, like 18 to 2000 calories every day that I've been doing forever and watching the macros and blah, 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 sleeping all the time, et cetera. But all it took was getting my hormones in, in check and suddenly I'm starting to get to a healthy weight. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Are you putting on muscle, muscle mass too? Uh, we'll find out when I get in the bod pod. I don't okay. know if it's lost my scale, but maybe, hopefully. Wow. I don't know. 
Your sc- <laughs> he just, he just, pulled, the, he just right. pulled out the guns. Scott, how's my guns? Yeah, <laughs> he's flexing now. Flexing yes. Yeah. Um, does your scale give you a body fat percentage? Uh, it does. And has that been dropping too? Uh, yes. Body It'll be fat, interesting yeah. to see my scale. It did not match up at all with the pod pod. Sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting what, to see how accurate your is. That's what I'm curious about too. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like yeah. on the scale, it was all about relative change. Like the number mm-hmm. itself isn't as meaningful. Like how much has your body fat percent changed on your scale? He's, uh, he's looking that up. Uh, it says 4%. So your 4% body fat change. And, and that, I think that's like we've talked about before, the actual number maybe isn't super accurate on those right. home scales, but the relative change is... Again, that's that's significant. It is significant. Wow. So it was just it was all it was all hormones. What? How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, it's it's a little strange because I I oh I do not want to be the guy that is like testosterone solves everything. It's the magic bullet. You'll lose weight. You'll get your libido back. Like all the stuff you see on those irritating ads on the internet. But if you legitimately have a hormonal imbalance. Like you should go talk to your doctor and you should probably get it fixed, right? It's not the magic bullet for people who are just a little low or something like that. But for me, I was I was well below the acceptable range when we did our when I did my follow up test with John Smith. And it's night and day for me. What was your level? I was in the lower 200s um, when I got it tested. Because the low range is like 180, right? 300. Oh, it's 300. Yeah. Because he said low is Oh, yeah. Because he said if if you're less than 300, you're mm-hmm. you're low, and you were what did you say again? Low 200s? Yeah, like 226, I think was the average between the two tests. Yeah, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like you were going in there and just being like, oh, I'm 330, and I need to get on testosterone. Like you were definitely below the, the mm-hmm. level that he said he really kind of uses as a cutoff. Yep. And you'll get your levels rechecked here. It sounds like in the next couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Yeah, and we'll have him back on, and we'll kind of talk about what's going on. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was something about like. No, this isn't like, quote unquote, optimizing T levels. This is like I had a hormonal deficiency yeah. and it was impacting metabolism, energy levels, et cetera. And it took some meds to get back to where I needed to be. So, wow. I think that's awesome. That I think it's awesome too. I just, yeah. I keep looking for the thing that's wrong with me, Troy. <laughs> <I can't laughs> What's here, Scott? Yeah. I keep looking. Is it testosterone? No. <laughs> you know, I got... <laughs> keep looking for that test that's going to just shine a light on why I, uh, you know, have struggled in the past to put on muscle or to lose, um, you know, even when I was uh, at, at my lower weight, I still had a good percentage of body fat because I just don't have a lot of lean mass. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm still looking for my thing. Magic <laughs> bullet. Yeah, it's a magic bullet, right? But sometimes, yeah. sometimes I don't know, like what's the difference between a magic bullet and what Mitch experienced? Like there was a uh, there's not that is a magic bullet that's like yeah. a dramatic change like yeah you want to talk about a magic bullet yeah i mean four percent body fat reduction almost ten percent weight loss in a month that's yeah. that's impressive and i i've known very few people who could ever you know say say they had that sort of experience while really not making any other changes like sounds like you said you're exercising Maybe one more day a week, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's not huge changes. It's like a little, yeah. like more tracking a little closer on my calories. I'm working out a little bit more. It's not anything huge. It really yeah. is, you know, this medical thing that needed to get fixed yeah. before anything else could work. And I think it's worth, if you are curious about testosterone, going back to our episode on testosterone, 
And I think the thing to really keep in mind is it for everybody it is not a magic bullet. Like right. if you are in that, I can't remember what Dr. Smith said that range was like much beyond 600, you know, you're not getting much return on that. So if you're around five or 600, you're probably fine, right? That's probably not what the problem is. Does that sound familiar to you, Troy? I can't remember the exact numbers. I wish I did yeah. because yeah, I, again, we should probably look at that just to give the exact numbers. But I do remember that him saying the 300 number. And if you're under that, like you definitely need to be on some sort of hormonal therapy. And, and that's why for me, that episode, I was kind of skeptical throughout it. Like, really? Like, do we really need test? Does it really make that big of a difference? But Mitch, your experience and, and clearly you met the criteria he talked about and it's, it's made a difference, no doubt. Uh, so I was having a conversation with uh, one family member who had been experiencing some hormonal issues themselves. And it was really interesting because from the female perspective, like hormones are a huge part of everything from energy levels to how your skin looks to how much energy you have, how well you sleep, et cetera. And I think a lot of times as guys, we just assume like it's a yes or no. Like, am I low on oil kind of approach to like your car? Like, am I low on testosterone? Better put some more in me if it's going to work. But you know, talking with the doctor and stuff like that, testosterone has everything to do with estradiol levels, with all these other pieces and parts floating in your like soup of juices all through your body. And like it has a holistic impact on everything. So, yeah, now that's cool. Troy, do you have an update for us? Now you don't have a weight problem. Actually, you'll be <laughs> gaining about eight to 10 pounds here <laughs> in the form of a new, a new life, a new life, a new. Yeah. A new, you're Madsen. <laughs> I know. I've got a baby carrier that I'm going to be carrying on my, I, I looked at it. So for the first several months, I carried the baby on my, on my front side and then I can transfer the baby to my backside. But yeah, it's going to be, uh, I guess my back, not my backside. But, uh, it's going to be another eight to 10 pounds I'll be carrying around. So Are you going to go running with, with, the, with the newborn? Oh, you know it. So this oh, is, wow. this is so funny. So as soon as, so I found out so Lord shared the news with me as I got home from work from a late shift that next morning I was reading all about running strollers, reviews, <laughs> what's the best thing, you know, all that stuff. Right. So, so this is, I know this is embarrassing. I, I've, I spent more money on a running stroller than I would ever care to admit, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I asked around, I talked to people. So yeah, I will be taking her running and this is what some good runners I know recommended and said, if you really are serious about going on long runs with a, a child, get this. Uh, so yeah, I'll be taking a running. That's good. You know, we yeah. learned that uh, exercise is super important, even for the dads, you know, during, during, uh, you know, when the child first comes along, you know, yeah. to counter, counteract any potential, you know, I mean, it's a ma massive lifestyle change. Um, and you're trying to mitigate that as much as possible. Anything else going on? Yeah. Any other new updates? Um, no, things are good. I I feel like, and, and it's a good point you made too, Scott, because I think it can be a massive lifestyle change, but I was talking to my brother about it. He was just visiting here a week or two ago and he has three kids and he said, you know, that's what people always said to him too. It's a massive lifestyle change. But he said, Hey, we're just going to do the same things we've always done. We're going to bring our kids and his kids now are, you know, early teens down to about nine years old. And the kids are crazy active. They love running like this. My little nine-year-old niece, we just did a run. She ran a half marathon with me, just ran, went out and busted out like a, 
half marathon trail run with me and just, they're just super active. And so I'm, I'm hoping that's how this can be. I'm hoping running can be something that we share as a family and that, uh, we're all out doing things together. So I don't want it to be a, a massive lifestyle change because I kind of have had that thought, like, as I'm continuing to run, like not necessarily why am I doing this, but kind of the back of my mind thinking, wow, I'm not going to be able to do this as much in about two months. But then I tell myself, well, it doesn't have to change. Like we can, we can keep doing this. We can stay yeah. active. We can, you know, keep running and, and doing all these things. So that's, that's what I'm hoping for. And that's just our plan. Have to come up with some creative solutions and just have to be yeah. dedicated to it, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I think you, yeah, you come with some creative solutions. You have to spend some money on some gear. Like I said, it's, it's a whole lot more money than I ever expected to spend on a stroller, but uh, it should be a stroller that lasts us for many, many years and hopefully running marathons together and, and doing lots of long runs with her. So that's, that's the hope. So we'll see how it all works out. I'll report back in about three months, Scott, and tell you where things are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's that. So we're going to, this is going to be kind of an ongoing thing. We're really excited about some of the upcoming episodes talking about um, body weight control, losing some, you know, losing some body weight, some fat if you have to. Mm, And having some people on to talk about testosterone again, a little bit more about how all that connects and yeah. Um, and I'm just going to keep on keeping on and we'll see, see if I can catch up to Mitch. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a Troy Madsen distance ahead of me in oh, the marathon. No. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Mitch is, Mitch is smoking you, Scott. I, yes. I mean, he's, he he's, really far, is. he's far beyond where I would be right now. If this were a marathon, he's, that's impressive. So, so um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep uh, investigating just the amount of activity that you need and uh, you know, keep reading on that. I'll send you some of that information, Troy. You can see what your take is. And, but give yourself yeah. credit though, Scott, you're not, you yeah. didn't lose 10% of your body weight, but you're down 33% well, yeah. of your weight gain. Then that's no, great. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I just, just want to get to a point where I'm not playing with it anymore. <laughs> you gotta quit doing that. <laughs> I believe the studio if you keep doing that well you can't play with it on a road trip because you're sitting down you're kind of hunched down it's naturally just going to kind of bunch up there so it's like oh feel all this fat here i'm sure i'm sure it's not as bad as you're saying it is all right well gentlemen as always great conversation thanks for listening and if you have any questions you can reach out to us it's super easy to do you can go just email us at hello at thescoperadio.com if you have any questions or stories you want to share thanks for listening thanks for caring about men's health